everybody welcome to that's what we said my first episode for the new year's and i am super excited for this year i'm going to come out with some great new topics and to start off and kick off this topic for today in this episode i have two of my favorite favorite people kathy and mana yay hello so what is today's topic about today's topic is about Breaking up with someone who you still have feelings with. And that can either be if, you know, your family got involved or an abusive relationship or something may have happened along the lines and you need to cut it off even though you still love the person or have feelings for the person. Okay, that's a good topic. I think we've all been through that and I think every, all our listeners probably have gone through that too. All my listener, that one person. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think this is good because... The thing is, like, that's why sometimes when one person loves one other person and you break up, you need closure because you're, like, kind of still attached. Um, even though both of you may know, like, this is not going somewhere or, like, um, it, it's just no, a couple of things. It's, like, knowing when to break it off, why to break, why you're breaking it off, and if you're going to survive after. We yeah. all survive, but it's a hard, hard thing to do, and I think it's probably one of the hardest things, like, I've gone through, too. Um, but tell me one of your experiences that why you feel like something. Because I, I always think like for guys, it's not as hard as it is for women. Yeah. I think guys are like, okay, done and done, right? What's like on Tinder? No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it was, oh man. I think I, I brought this story to you because I think it was one of the hardest things I've done mm-hmm. in the last year or so. Okay. And it was actually triggered by, have you, do you guys watch The Marriage Story on Netflix? No, but I went to, I got a lot, a lot of great reviews. Great review, great show. Mm-hmm. At the end of the story, at the end of the show, basically, you know, they, they end up getting divorced, which is the premise of the show, but, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, they still love each other. Mm-hmm. And they still got a divorce and still went through with it, but they still, you know, really care about each other. And then, yeah. so it kind of triggered a memory of mine. Um, where last year, I was, uh, I was dating this girl, and let's, let's call her B. Um, and, you know, after... Six or seven years of like trying to date and trying to find the right person, I thought I finally found someone mm-hmm. that I really matched with. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the the instant I met her, I knew I liked her and was really infatuated by her. We had so much in common. We got along so well. There was instant chemistry, and you know, we dated, and and it was it was the deepest relationship that I've had in a long time. And when I was with her, I didn't care about anyone else. I didn't care about doing anything else. You know, I remember the one time we 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 took a day and went to Point Reyes and. I just went totally offline and it felt great because mm-hmm. I was just with her and it was, it just felt natural and felt right. Aww. Uh, so I was very much head, out, head over heels for her, even, you know, within the first week, within the first month, within the first two months. And what I quickly realized though, was that there were a couple issues that I wouldn't be able to get over. And I realized that was going to be a really hard relationship to deal with. Um, so the first of which was, uh, you know, my parents didn't necessarily approve. So my parents are still kind of a traditional Indian couple, mm-hmm. Indian parents. So mm-hmm. they want a daughter-in-law who's Indian, mm-hmm. who, you know, practices the same Hindu ideals and principles and traditions that we all do. And mm-hmm. I think that was going to be a challenge for, for her and for us to get past. But is that a big thing for you? Because I know, like, we came to America, right? And I, our parents know that a probability of us meeting out somebody outside of our race is high. Um is that like a deal breaker? And it seems like it is a deal breaker for you. It's not a deal breaker anymore. 
Okay. Let's say I've, I've uh, you know, talked to a therapist, talked to a few friends, and I'm slowly trying to get over that stigma and that, that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents definitely still hold that, like, near and dear to their heart, and they mm-hmm. definitely are looking for an Indian daughter-in-law. But mm-hmm. I think I'm now kind of personally expanding my my horizon or my... my um, pool of girls. Yeah, my pool of, <laughs> of, of women. Uh, so that was kind of the first, the first hurdle, I guess. And I, I kind of told her and recognized that my mom wouldn't necessarily approve of her and, and give her, give us, you know, give us her full backing and support. Um, but then I eventually found out that there was a lot of, you know, personal issues that she was dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, both at home. Um, she had some, you know, familial issues with her parents and with her family. Uh, you know, she, she was uh, adopted and so she kind of faced her own mm-hmm. issues at home, mm-hmm. uh, which was, which was tough to see. Mm-hmm. And she had, you know, a, a couple difficult relationships in the past and, um, a couple personal challenges that she's been dealing with, mental issues, physical issues. So, you know, I just realized that it was going to be a very, it was going to be a, a tough road ahead. Yeah. I need to, you know, as, as her boyfriend, like I need to kind of be there for her. Mm-hmm. And I just quickly realized or quickly thought to myself that, you know, this is going to be a hard relationship mm-hmm. and it'll require both of us to put a lot of effort in. And I just realized I didn't think I was strong enough to really kind of fight for us and help her through all these issues and also fight with my issues at home and with my parents. And so no matter how head over heels I was for her, no matter how much I loved her and really wanted to continue this, this relationship and see where it went, I just, I, you know, I decided to break it off mm-hmm. and give her, you know, as much time as she needs and give myself time to grow and figure things out and... And, you know, we, we still talk and we kind of leave that door open. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just decided to cut it off because it was going to be a really hard relationship. And it was going to be really challenging for me. And I just didn't think I was strong enough to kind of hold us through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make, first of all, to break up with her. And then hardest three or four months um, to get over her and, and move past her. You know, I started seeing a therapist. I started really internalizing a lot of thoughts and ideas started pushing back against my parents I, I think I just you know I still to this day like you know a piece of me still kind of lies with her yeah and I think I made the right decision but of, of course like I still had such strong raw emotions for her mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's the big thing is like how do you separate your emotions with like somebody that you know like logic versus you know emotion right yeah because logically it all made sense like right. it could work you could have made it work and you are emotionally emotionally you, yeah. you, you know you were in love with her and stuff was she your first love no not first love i guess first love in a long time okay and you're you're absolutely right it was basically the the fight between like my using my head and my heart mm-hmm. and my parents also would use my head and mm-hmm. think about you know this this mm-hmm. checklist to go through oh she must be you know yeah. beautiful and smart and and good family and good education and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And so I was raised with this checklist yeah. using my brain. But for the first time, my heart was like yearning to be with her all mm-hmm. the time. Aww. And so I was... <laughs> so I was head over heels with my emotions. Um, but my head knew that it wouldn't necessarily work out. Yeah. Or that there would be a lot of challenges. In and, and I think that's great because I'm an emotional person. Like even if my brain and my whole body saying no, I'm still like but I really still like him, yeah. right? So a very emotional person. So I think it's like a huge thing when like you kind of make that decision to think with your head and say, okay, this is really not going to work. Because um, with me, I just let it fizzle out. Like I'm so like, I just don't want to pull the trigger or have him pull the trigger. I want him to pull the trigger because yeah. I don't want to have to go back. So I'm like, oh, you broke up with me. Okay, bye. I'm not coming back. 
but um but for me I am an emotional person too and even if like my mind is telling me something I rarely listen to it yeah it's because it's really hard to to do what you did it's right. really hard to be like okay this is not gonna work unless you like just got engaged and you're like oh shit I'm stuck <laughs> what just happened <laughs> <laughs> I want to so, hear your story. Why, so you just said you got engaged. Yeah, no, I was engaged. Um, I think my listeners know I talk about it. But um, I was engaged, and I think I was also like my body, my mind, everything, all my friends, my family, everybody was saying, hey, I don't think this is right. Like, you should probably get out before it's too late. And I would always make excuses like, no, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not going to meet somebody else. Or no, I really like him. We have fun together. I kept making all these excuses because my heart was still attached because I was like, you know, still attracted to him. I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted love. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be single. I hate being single. I hate dating. Um, so so those are making these excuses in my head like, okay, well, maybe, you know, the, he'll change. Or maybe if we do this, maybe it's that. And then um, you kind of like, because your heart's so in it, you kind of dismiss all your red flags. But I actually think it's your heart that pulled you out of that relationship. You think? Because from a logic perspective, you know, you said you're getting older, you don't like dating, mm -hmm. there's so many reasons you should just stay in the relationship, mm -hmm. but your heart was telling you something's not right. Yeah. Right. That's true. But it was also telling, my heart is damn confused. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was also telling me, like, I really like him. But then it's yeah. also telling me, get out, right? Yeah. Like, so that's really hard, too, because it's like, you, and, and he was, like, everything great on paper. Um, but we just weren't great together. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, only if, like, that one thing was yeah. okay, then we would be perfect. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it, is, it is a hard, hard decision because I, I, like, I, I do, like, think with my heart and then, I think for me to get out of that one relationship was like, you're engaged and you either go 100% or you go zero, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to make a decision. But in the past, I've had like all my relationships were like five years, four years, three years. They're very long because I kind of get stuck and you kind of convince yourself like, no, I like this person. Even though my mind's saying like, hey, they're probably not a right fit for you. Yeah. Okay. So how do you balance that though so you said your friends and family didn't think he was right mm -hmm. in your head you didn't necessarily think it was right but mm -hmm. how much time do you give before you basically decide to cut it off so I for me because I'm an idiot I <laughs> I give it a lot longer than I should but most I think the rule is six months right like you should six know. months of unhappiness I actually do agree with that because I think six months is when I have a feeling and so in my past relationships, if it's not right, we start fighting at the six-month mark. Mm. And usually it's like a big fight, and then it blows over. And if you decide to keep staying together, it's probably like another six months. Mm -hmm. And then the big issues come up again. Mm -hmm. So six months is probably fair. It's just how much time you give after that to work on the So issues. I think six – yeah, I think six months is you know – but I think for me, like, I convinced myself otherwise, like, oh, well, it'll get better. We need to get to know each other more. We need to spend more time together. We need this. We need that. And we, mm -hmm. you know, like, I think at six months, you kind of know. You see the red flags. You kind of start seeing the true person, mm -hmm. their core, their values. Yeah. And you kind of see, like, is this. And I think as older we get, um, all the other fi other stuff fizzle out. You kind of are more, like, targeting now, right? Like, okay, does this person check my boxes only on paper, not only on paper, but in life? If not, I'm out. But yeah. when you're younger, you ha think you have an abundance of time. Right. So you kind of keep yeah. making it go. 
So you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm only like 25. I have right. time. I'll continue right. unless I meet somebody else. And they'll even and, maintain a bad relationship yeah. just because you have that time. Yeah. And I think the largest thing is getting back out in the market. Like I think a lot of people stick to relationships is because they don't want to go back to dating and starting over and yeah. trying to meet people. So you're comfortable with this one person, even though it's not a fun relationship and it's bad and it's not right for you. I think, like, a lot of people stay in that, like, toxic environment because, A, they're used to it. Maybe there's something in their past that has happened that this is familiar to them. Or um, you just, like, oh, I don't want to start over. I don't want to go out and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. This is easier. Um, and we tend to sometimes pick the easy route, right? Yeah. The hard route is, you know, difficult to go through. And then also, like, you know, with our culture, like, you know, Kathy's Chinese, we're Indian, um, but we all have the same, like, cultural things, right? Like, marry a certain type of person and, you know, marrying within the race and marrying this. I mean, and age is a huge thing, too, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, like, I don't mind. I, I think, like, now, like, all my exes have been a few years younger than me. I've always dated younger. <laughs> I've always dated younger. Um <laughs> I approve. You approve? Okay. I approve. He likes older. He does like older. I don't know. I like younger. Okay. There we go. So um, I, it just kind of happened that way. I didn't realize that they were younger until they told me. Age is a huge thing too. And I think like getting past that um, at this age, like now I'm much older. So I think for me, I don't really care now. Yeah. But I would also say, I would say like by 30, you kind of start dating with purpose. Mm -hmm. That's what someone has told me the other day. And I just, it was like a great, a great point. Like basically... Um, you give yourself, like you said, like let's say six months or three months and you either with the person or out and you try to make a decision very, very fast. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did too. I was just like, Hey, within two months, within three months, I was like, I need to decide whether I want to spend the rest of my life with this girl yeah. or not. Yeah. And so it puts a lot of pressure on, on you and the relationship and, and her or like the, your partner. And mm -hmm. so it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really tough on everyone when you're, when you're getting older, mm -hmm. especially. And I think the biggest thing, uh, and we'll get to Kathy's story because her story is fun too. Um, <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is like doing it. Like when you know, get out. Don't waste time. Right? Because I, I don't know. like Why can't it get better though? So what do you mean? I've always been like you were, actually I don't know if you've acted on it, but I've always done what you just said, which is when you know, you get out. Yeah. And I tend to pull that panic button mm -hmm. around the three-year mark two three to three years. years three years two to three years two years i start pushing it but if it makes it past that like it's like a really a panic but you you i've noticed years. i don't i've only known you for over a year now but i've noticed that you're really? i think so right hmm. maybe i don't know it's much longer maybe two years maybe two years yeah. and i think the great thing about kathy is like when you know, you're like, no bullshit. That's what i kind of yeah, seen from you, right? Like, you kind of just, you have this switch in your head that you're like, I'm out, right? Yeah. My switch is broken. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, though, there's only been that one relationship where the switch kind of broke a little bit, mm -hmm. and it stayed, it was longer. But you still, at the end of the day, made the decision to true. walk away, yeah, right? That like, that, that's still a huge decision. You still yeah. made the decision, too. Yeah. Even though it was hard as hell, like, you were like, okay... I want something else. Yeah. And see, for me, like, I would have been like, okay, well, I would be like, okay, I know he wants this and I want that, but 
I'll make it work. Make it work, yeah. yeah. Right. But a part of me wants to be like that. But like I'm like you, Kathy, where obviously like something switches in me, and I'm like, all right, I need to get out. No, but, but that's a your part of me, switch. But a part of me is like wants to be like that, where I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna work on this, right? So like, who knows where we could be right now if I was still together with B? Like who who knows six months on the line if we can fix our things and I can get over my, you know, yeah. whatever my issues. But if I think if they're really fundamental issues, then those yeah. are hard to get over. But if they're like. So, high level issues then it's not yeah so like my example is this one relationship which I was in for three years and it was a fundamental issue and I've always dated with purpose even when I was 22 <laughs> <laughs> so it became this big issue where when I met him he wasn't that religious I knew his parents were religious and he didn't seem to care and then around the six month mark he started to say actually I think it really matters to me like I really believe in this and I don't know if I can be with someone who's not of this religion. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't saying he wanted to break up, but he was essentially saying, like, I need you to believe. Mm -hmm. And so we had this big, like, fight, not fight, but, like, just this emotional discussion at the time. And then I thought it was really unfair because I was like, well, you never even told me any of this. You never told me it mattered. And now, like, six months in, now we're in love, and now you're springing it on me. Like, we're vested in each other now. So do you think it was his parents' influence or, like... No, I think he rebelled in college, and I think it was just him maturing and going back to his roots, mm -hmm. and it, I think he does believe, mm -hmm. and it was just important to him. But then I started... So then I started going to church with him, mm -hmm. and... Like Which I, you would not, naturally wouldn't. No, I would okay. not go to church. Um, I'm actually a very spiritual person. I've always prayed, like, every day since I was a kid, but mm -hmm. I don't affiliate myself with any organized religion and so it's hard for me to listen to any mm -hmm. minister or church telling me what to believe and what's true you know like because i don't know whose is true mm -hmm. right? right if we knew there wouldn't be so many religions in the world mm -hmm. and there wouldn't have been so much war and blood and you know so mm -hmm. for me it's just hard um and so i started going to church with him but he didn't help explain any of the concepts or the bible to me at all because he didn't want to influence my beliefs. Mm -hmm. But as someone who didn't grow up yeah. going to church or reading the Bible, like, you can't even understand that stuff. Yeah. So then I started going to Bible study. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> all for convert him. You. All for him. Oh, my God, that's sweet. But it's through all yeah. of this, like, we had so many fights on the approach, right? right? Because I was like, you aren't helping me. You aren't even, like, trying to support me through this and I'm doing it for you and then his argument would be like you can't do it for me like you actually have to just believe it and I can't influence you and so all these other issues started coming out but I mean even though at that point I kind of knew it wasn't great I still kind of believe that like well if I really wanted this to work I can just pretend to believe eventually right mm -hmm. so I can just say I believe it and so I gave it more time mm -hmm. but I think ultimately I got to a point where, like, there are other issues, but this was a core fundamental mm -hmm. one where, like, I just can't lie. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't couldn't go through with it. Yeah. Yeah. So in your mind, were you were you like, okay, this is not right. This is not who I am. Were you, were you like that at all? Or were you like, no, I like this guy. I'm going to try whatever I can to yeah. appease him. Um, probably the latter. So I'm going to try whatever I can. But also it was just weird for me because – I have nothing against the Christian religion. He was Presbyterian. Um, and the values and the lessons, I think they're all great. So, like, I theoretically should have had no issue following his religion. My issue was 
I can follow the tr traditions. I can do all these gestures with you. I don't know if I believe in all the stories. I didn't grow up with them. Like, I can't say I fully believe right. in it. I can follow them. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't enough for him. And mm -hmm. that, that little nuance was the breaking factor. Yeah. So, so how would you know that you, like, what was the breaking point where you were like, all right, I'm going to end it. Because, I mean, you committed, you, you basically went to Bible study, you went to church, you did all the stuff for him. All the time. All the time. All the time. So how, how many months did you do that for? How did you, so many months. How did you basically <laughs> finally know that this is, this is it, and I should, I need to end this? So, we were fighting a bit more over other issues as well, and I think, again, like, this whole, like, religion thing, it wasn't so much the religion, but the way we approached it, mm -hmm. that really stirred up issues because mm -hmm. I just felt like he wasn't supportive and um, he wasn't there for me as I needed mm -hmm. and I also felt like he was just increasingly changing on me I think how I knew it was over this might not be the best answer um, is that I think I know something is over if I start feeling kind of irritated when I'm with that person mm -hmm. and in contrast I start noticing other guys Yes. So there was a point where I started going to business school and there were a lot of other people around. And once you start noticing yourself, notice other people, mm. then you kind of realize you're not in that relationship anymore. Hmm. That's, a good one. That's interesting. Because when I'm in a relationship, I don't like anybody else. Right. Exactly. At all. That's the way yeah. it should be. It should be. <laughs> That's when you know you're in a good relationship. Oops. That's the way it should be. Yeah. And when true. things are good, they are like that. Yeah. But if you're with the wrong person and they aren't getting better, then you eventually. But I've been with like, wrong people where I'm still like not interested in. When I'm in a relationship, like I think my my like another switch. I have many switches. There's so many switches. <laughs> it goes off and it's like okay, I'm in relationship mode, so I don't even look outside, right? Right. Um, even though I know it's a toxic relationship and I need to get out, I still, I'm still attracted to that person. Yeah. I'm attached. So I'm not really inter interested in anybody else. It takes me a very long time to get interested in other people. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm interested in them. It just means that I notice if someone is flirting with me. I oh, notice okay. if they're like, hey boy, paying like attention to spot. me. Yeah, exactly. Or like <laughs> just, just the general dynamics. Yeah. I think when I'm very much happy in a relationship, I don't even notice when someone's flirting with me. I just shrug it off. Like, Maybe you notice, but you just don't pay attention to it. Right. right? I'm not paying attention yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also, like, vibes you get give off where, like, you seem single even though you're not because mm. you're not in a happy relationship. Mm. So you yeah. don't want to talk about the guy you're dating. You don't want to talk about your relationship status. And yeah. So, yeah. When, when do you know when it's over? Is I don't. That's, oh. that's what I actually asked you guys is, you know, looking back, it seems like you guys know you made the right decision. Like, Sometimes. you were like, all right, you know, we fought a lot. We argued a lot. Both of you guys are saying. But I, I think for me, I, with my ex fiance, I would have still probably been in that relationship if he didn't propose. You know, because the mm -hmm. proposal is put what made me made, put a pressure on me to make a decision. Yeah. Right. Or what would have happened is he would have been like, "Hey, I don't think we're, we should date anymore," and I'd be right. like, "Okay." Right. <laughs> so just following his I agree. lead. Yeah. Exactly. But in this case, there was literally there was nothing wrong yeah. per se for me. Right. There was yeah. like you guys had to fight. You started noticing other guys. Poor V started, yeah. you know, fighting with him. He proposed to you. In my case, like, we didn't we didn't fight. We didn't have any issues. It was basically just all in my head, and I was making it mm. seem a lot worse than it was. Mm. And I was thinking about, like, you know, a year, three years, five years down the line, even though we were just dating for a couple months. Are you still doing that, though? Are you still 
picking at girls based on those criterias? Uh, criteria meaning? Like religion, culture. No, 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 no. So I've, I've definitely opened up since her, but I still tend to kind of self... But mentally, are you? Probably. Because even Probably. if you have opened up, say you go out and date somebody that's um, Catholic, yeah. right? A part of me will always still be like, oh, oh my parents might have an issue. I wish she was but, Indian. But is it your parents? Because you keep saying, my parents, my parents. Well, it's kind of, it's what they've ingrained and instilled in me since yeah. I was, like, born. You know, yes. like, there's yeah. certain things that are like, all right, you know, we want a daughter-in-law but, who does all this. But is it to appease your parents or is it something you want? So, for example, yeah. I want an Indian guy, right? And everybody tells me Purvi date white, right? Okay, but I'm just not attracted to non-Indians, right? So oh. I'm like, okay, is it because my parents have put that in my mind? Like, yeah. you know, we'd like you to date Kind of brainwashed you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like, and they tell you, like, you know, it's better if you marry within the culture because this and that. And to be honest, like, I kind of want to do that too because I want to keep my culture alive, right? right? I want it to move on to my kids and um, my language and stuff like that. Um, so... It is important to me, and but then I was like, okay, it doesn't matter if I was attracted to somebody that's not Hindu, yeah. but I just cannot get myself attracted to someone who's not Hindu. So then I'm like, is it that ingrained that my parents have put in my head, or am I kind of upset? Do I want them not to upset them subconsciously, or is it something that is me? Like I just like Indian guys, you know. Um, but I know I remember when I started dating my first boyfriend in high school, and we. I didn't even know what the hell dating was. I wasn't even supposed to be dating. I was, my parents were so strict. But I remember we started dating, and I told him, like, hey, it's like the one weekend, and I'm like, I don't know, 16. Um, I hope my parents don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I go, hey, by the way, because he was non-Indian. He was my mm -hmm. first and only non-Indian boyfriend. And I was like, I just want to let you know that we can date, but I'm not going to marry you because I'm going to marry Indian. And I remember saying that to him. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay, because we're so yeah. young. Who's right. thinking marriage, right? Me. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. So, but I already always knew that long term, I want to end up with an Indian guy because of these situations, like because I want you know my culture and yeah. my traditions and stuff to move forward. But I was attracted to a non-Indian at one point, right? So I'm thinking, is our is it our parents in our head or is it us, right? Mm -hmm. I never had this problem before. <laughs> Your parents didn't care? Uh, no, I think they just realized I was such a bad Asian that it wasn't going to happen. But was it like that always? Or when you were younger, they are like, oh, marry Asian? I think it was like that always. Uh -huh. I mean, I wasn't even necessarily dating in high school. Yeah. Like, I had like one boyfriend for a brief amount of time, and he was half. Um, and not even half Chinese, half Japanese. So... But I think they could tell that I was very much, like, of a different, yeah. like, my behavior is different. I'm very outgoing. I'm very assertive. And that's just generally yeah. not what Asian men prefer. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I've had Asian guys tell me, specifically Chinese ones, that I can be kind of intimidating mm -hmm. because I'm so... Um, strong-minded. Yeah, strong-minded, like, relative to, unfortunately, You're the stereotype. Submissive? Exactly. Unless like the you want to be. That's in yeah. my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. No, I, I, I get that. I, you know, and I'm kind of amazed that, like, Mono, you, because for me, I always think guys find it's so easy for them to just pull the trigger and walk away. Yeah. 
And no, I, I mean, I still think about her today. You know, it's been almost a year, and I'm just like, hey, the, the chemistry that I felt with her, like, I haven't felt with anything, anyone ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there wasn't a big fight that caused it. There wasn't yeah. a big issue that caused it. It was basically just, like, this this idea that my parents instilled in me about being Indian. Yeah. And then this idea of, oh, she's dealing with some issues, and will I be able to help her down the line in the future but, if those issues ever come up again? But you walked away without, like, because you, one day you just said, hey, my parents aren't going to accept you. And we have these fundamental issues, so we're going to break up. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like I said, we, we decided to break it up. It wasn't even a big fight or anything. Like, most people try to get into a big fight to be like, okay, this is not working. It, so it was, and she was out, she was fighting for it, like, a lot. And we, it was like a, you know, two-day period where we kind of fought and decided to break up. And even after that, like, a month later, we talked again. And then two months later, we talked again. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I wanted to get back together with her, and then she wanted to get back together with me. And then... It never really worked out. So even today, I'm just like, hey, did I make the right decision in doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was basically just making a, yeah. a, a making a call and, and then basically just pulling the trigger on mm-hmm. it. But now you're more open-minded to non-Indians. So I feel like, what, do you want to give it another try? You guys may have also grown out grown out of it, each other, too. I don't know when the last time you guys talked, but, you know. Oh, I know when that was. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she does. Okay, okay. It, it's funny because we. So she she uh, she called me for my birthday a few months ago, okay. <laughs> and and basically I I told her exactly what I'm telling you guys, where I'm just like, listen, I broke up with you for for maybe the wrong reasons, okay. but I just I still you know I still had crazy feelings for you, but I decided Ooh, to do it. Okay. And I was like, I think we both need to grow, including myself. I need you know I need to definitely improve in a lot of ways. And I told her I was like, in three years, if we're both single and I basically booked it in her calendar I was like oh, wow. on your 30th birthday you know I'll propose to you if we're like both single and it was like this you know it, it was like this and stupid that, deal that we had but yeah. it, it like it really meant something because you know I think we both saw each other in a really positive light we saw a future together and so again it's just it it was such a hard decision for me but I think but if you're still f- have feelings like for me I don't have feelings for any of my exes anymore also sure. because they're all not the best yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if any of them would have came back in my life, I would have been like, no, at this point in my That's life, fair. right? With you, because she's still in the back of your head and you're doing this like friend, you know, friend show thing, like, hey, at age 30, we get married if you're not married. Um, That's a big thing, I think. I don't know. So then I guess the question is, how do you break up with someone you're still in love with, right? That was the original yeah. question. Um, go ahead, Kathy wanted to say, no. say something. I changed my mind. No, why? Say it. <laughs> say it. <laughs> you continue your thought first. Okay. No, it's just like, okay, so I think men and women, <laughs> these guys are laughing at each other. Um, I think men and women are really different in a lot of ways, but it seems like we're not because if, if you meet a person that you're really emotional about, it's really hard to pull the trigger. And the same for women. Like, you know, if we love someone, it's really hard for us to pull the trigger. And I always thought women were a little bit more sensitive, so it was harder for them to be, walk away. And where I thought men were a little bit more stronger emotionally, that they'd be like, okay, yeah. bye, girl. You know? No, it's just as hard. <laughs> yeah. Just as hard. At least for the good guys, it's just as hard. You know, the you shitty assholes <laughs> The assholes let me, are a let little me different. Let me some of your exes and see what kind of good guy you are. The asshole guys are a little different, but the good guys are... It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's I, don't, I, I think it's also, like, if you like a girl a lot, right? You can be, like, a great guy and not like someone and be douchebaggy to her, 
Yeah. But, right? I think that's but, definitely true. But I, I think the key here is, like, get out when you know. Because don't stretch it out like I do. Spend five, yeah. six years in something. I know that it's not right, right? Yeah. It's going to hurt no matter what you do. Either you do it initially or five years later. It's going to hurt probably more later. Yeah. Um, cause Definitely you built, hurts more later. Because you built so... I don't know. I always kind of think about it differently because I'm like, if I break it off and I'm not ready, then I'm still going to be attached. Yeah, that's you have right. That's my, yeah. That might be happening to me right now. Yeah. Right. Because you, we, we, but so that's why I prolong it because I want to be, make sure that I'm ready for it and then when I break it off, it's done. Right. There's yeah. no going back. There's yeah. no regrets. There's no emotions there. But if I was to like get in a relationship and like be super in love with the guy but know that it's not going somewhere and I break off with them, then I still have that closure issue. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think you have to break it off when you're ready, yep. but not, not for a long time. And the, and the readiness though, I think going back to like your heart versus your head mm-hmm. topic, like mm-hmm. I think you, you use your heart to really develop feelings for someone and fall for someone and develop that emotional bond with someone. But then you got to use your head, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship or if, yeah. or if, or if, you know, there's something really wrong with the relationship or mm-hmm. with your partner. And so you got to call it then. And really pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to see the red flags, too. Like, I think, like, we all see the flags initially. We just kind of push them away because either we don't know the person well enough or we're like, oh, okay, mate. We, we self-blame a lot, too. I think, I don't know if men do this, um, but I know women self-blame a lot. Like, oh, well, maybe because I did this and maybe that's why it triggered him to be this way or whatever. Um, and so we kind of make those red flags kind of back of our head but I think we know when you know you know I guess right I don't know why why are you laughing at me yeah no it's totally fair (laughs) Kathy what do you think no I think I agree with that I think to get over someone it helps to try to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. and I like to brainwash myself sometimes oh tell us about that well so I think for me I have a huge emphasis on being happy um which, like, may or may not be surprising to some people, but I, I think that's why I'm, like, very much, like, I have this emergency cord because I very much value happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a whole other backstory, but there was basically a time in my life where I was extremely unhappy, and it was, like, very, 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 very difficult to get out of that hole, and it was probably, like, the hardest thing I ever did. And so once you go through that, you never want to be pulled down. Mm-hmm. Um and so for me, like, once I've decided to, to exit a relationship, to be honest, even if I still love them, if that relationship was causing me pain, I know I can't look at it and I need to move on. Mm-hmm. And so then I just start focusing on all the good. Yeah. Um, so I've been in relationships in which, like, the guy has wronged me. Mm-hmm. And instead of hating them, I just... I always try to end it as positively as I can and, like, see the good so that mm-hmm. I don't end in hatred, but I end in the positive mm-hmm. feelings, mm-hmm. right? And so, But you don't make excuse, excuses to stay in it? I've definitely to make it made excuses to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also dated someone who was not physically cheating on me, but pretty much text cheating on me sexting like, that's sexting. another episode yeah. you guys should listen to <laughs> like is sexting really cheating repeatedly right okay. so and and then crazily like all what of our mutual excuse? friends he was like i'm just 
it doesn't mean anything. Like, I, it, you know, like I'm with you all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything. And like mm-hmm. crazily, a lot of my friends like sided with him. I don't think they meant to side with him, but it was more like they knew us both. So they didn't want us to break up. And they also didn't want to tell me to break up, so mm-hmm. they were giving giving him excuses. So mm-hmm. no one really told me it was, like, wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, start thinking, like, I guess it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't realize how bad it is until later. Mm-hmm. So that one was hard to get over on a positive note mm-hmm. because I really just want to end things, like, warm and fuzzy and mm-hmm. not sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, cause, do you think that because you want to stay friends? that person um well he's the only one that i am no longer like instagram friends with like we don't talk yeah i blocked him completely which is weird because we know so many mutual people Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. we run in the same circles um so in that case no Mm -hmm. but i think in general i don't like to end things like that um because then it's harder to get over and move Mm -hmm. on yeah yeah so you friend zone them before you break up with them. Yeah, I try to friend zone them first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess in general... You hey, should... I love you, but you decline to the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the general theme, though, is that the relationship becomes, like, too hard and you become unhappy more than more often than you're happy. Yeah. Because like, even me, like, I drove myself crazy. So you yeah. were unhappy in yours. You got, you got in a lot of fights yeah. with yours. Mm-hmm. I drove myself crazy, like, you know, overthinking things. And so if that happens and the relationship becomes too hard, mm-hmm. that's when you have to kind of call. Yeah, and relationships are work, but yeah. they shouldn't be so much work. Right, right. It should be pretty, pretty standard amount of work. I think like compromising things like that. I think are normal, but if you guys are constantly fighting or if you're like just not getting along yeah. or just unhappy, then it's probably not the best thing. And yeah. I just can't do any big red flags anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, and as you, as you get older, right? you you, you kind of start valuing your life a little more because you don't have that time you're like oh shit this needs to you know, yeah. i don't have i don't have 10 years to just date and mess around um so i th- so i think it, it it you know to our our listeners like i think breaking up with somebody that you still love is okay because if it's not the right thing then you might you know like i think you'll eventually get over it if it's not the right thing. Because you don't want to be stuck in something yeah. that, you know, And if you love something, you got to let it go sometimes. And if it comes back, it's yours? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, an ex won't come back. come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just let it go. You're like, bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I always tell my friend, like, if you break up with someone that you still love and you get these urges to call, call everybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. I think our body just wants to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you, it's kind of like starting another, um, habit, right? right. Cause you're habitually calling this person, talking to someone yeah. and then it stops and you miss that habit. Yeah. But if you replace it with calling like yeah. Kathy all the time, yeah. <laughs> she might, she might yeah. block your ass. But <laughs> Her number is. No, but lately, especially texting, people mm-hmm. are so used to texting. Mm-hmm. So if you have that one go-to person yeah. you always text and suddenly that's gone, mm-hmm. it's a huge hole in yeah. your life. Yeah. So you have to text your friends. Yeah, just text everybody else but that one person. <laughs> my my coworker, she block. she's the queen of blocks. What? She will block everybody. Like, like if she breaks up with somebody, 
she'll block him because she doesn't want any remembrance of like him calling her. Hmm. She doesn't want her to even think like, oh, do I have a missed call from him? Do I have a missed text from him? You know, like she doesn't want any of that. So when she blocks him, she won't have to keep thinking about it. That's what I have to do as well, though. I mean, I I think it, I think it, you need to do it in some cases. So I do it on Facebook or like I'll, I'll, yeah, social media. It can can be another topic for one of your future podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like when to block and when not to, what to block and when to block. That's true. (laughs) But I, yeah, I mean, if if a healing process is easier, then I would say block. Yeah. I would, I'm not able to block because I'm that one person that's like always wants to know. Did he call? Even though I'm not going to yeah. respond, um, I I kind of want to know. But um, some people are like, I don't want to know, and they heal better that way. So, anyway, thank you, you guys. This is a great topic, and I think it hits home to a lot of our listeners and a lot of people generally that you know are going through this. Relationships suck. Yeah, they do. They're Thanks hard. for having us. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks. You guys will come back again. Thank <laughs> you. Be fun. Yay. Thanks. Bye.